Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. everybody welcome back welcome back once again to from the outside looking in uh the show if this is your first time welcome we're glad to have you part of the discourse and part of the conversation uh hello yes the civil and intellectual intellectual conversation that we here have here at from the outside looking in nah i'm just playing with you uh if this is your first time pat and i we talk about comic books and movies and TV. We talk about geek culture from a non-geeky perspective or non-geek culture from a geeky perspective. Whatever. We like comic books. We like movies. We like sports. Did you see the MMA fighter flash? It was a, it was a female boxing thing. I did. Oh, my God. Set women's <laughs> combat sports back a thousand years. Why don't you? Uh, but, yeah, we talk about the stuff that we're interested in, and that's what we do. I am Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the Donald duck done to my mac guitar murphy mr patrick banus and as of like very recently now uh we're gonna be talking about like apparently vinyl and record players are we uh i mean i buy i buy vinyl i know you do but i was like that's a thing i do on a regular basis i was uh unceremoniously gifted a record player for my birthday back in april that i have just been like trying to figure out what i'm supposed to do with cuz it's not really what i want per se but no it's it's uh yeah welcome to the new thing that's just going to suck up a lot of your stupid money yeah and so i mean it's uh what kind so, of record player it's it's one of these like kind of all in one Johns where it's mm-hmm. like, um, it's it's uh you know it's a two speed, mm-hmm. uh but it sits on a little platform. It's got it's it's got four speakers in it, so it's got its own speakers. Um, Is it Crosley? No, it's not a case one. Thank God. Mm-hmm. This is actually better. As far as like these kind of like entry level ones, this is called Angel's Horn. Um, okay, it's actually one of the better like kind of all-in-one entry-level models, but it's like, you know, I don't know that that's what I want per se. So I've I've, a, I've spent months just sitting on it, like, thinking about it. So it's not fully automatic, which is one thing that's, like, kind of, like, almost a deal-breaker for me. What do you I'm, mean by fully automatic? Like, uh, I, I, want the arm, I want the arm to do the business for itself. And when the record's done, I want the arm to go back. Yeah, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Yep. Whereas this is not the case, and so I worry that I'm going to wander away from it, and it's just going to, you know, it's just going to spin, and I don't think that's going to be bad necessarily. But no, I it's just... not bad because it, yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it's 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 on the the part of the record that means nothing, right? It's yeah, the sticker. yeah. So, yeah. but like if you walk away and it does it for a day, probably mess up your needle, right? You right, know? right. So, but, uh, you know, I got it as a gift. I think it, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into the uh, the backstory of the gift part because I don't want to shame people on air. But right. it's, uh, it is, it's well, got a... Well, record a, uh, players cool. Did you buy any records yet? So here's the thing. 
I've already I've I've owned a couple of records for forever. Mm-hmm. I own like two records. Uh, Follow the Leader by Eric B and Rakim, which I bought when I was probably I don't know seventeen. Okay. Uh, and I have this record called Miles Davis and Horns. It's like an old Miles Davis live record, but I'm pretty sure there's a scratch, and so it doesn't sound good. Um, over the last like six months to a year, I've kind of picked up records um, like Eve's uncle um, passed away, so they were kind of going through his stuff, and I took a bunch, of, I took a couple of his records, some jazz stuff, some. You know, classical stuff, some world music, nothing exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her dad gave me from like a family member of his a stack of forty fives, like a couple of weeks ago. All of this great old blues, like singles. Nice, like nice. you know, uh, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf. You know, really good stuff. So like good singles. So I'm like, I was kind of geeked about that. Um, and then I brought home one record from my parents. Um, you know, I made sure that my mom would commit that, you know, when, if she ever passed away, that I would inherit her record collection and her record player, my dad's record player, um, mainly because her, I love her record collection because she's got like half a dozen Pink Floyd albums that I would love to hear on vinyl. I used to sit, I used to sit in like a, a, a lounger with like the big headphones on and listen to like a, a couple of different Pink Floyd albums and just like, this is great. Like just right, right. that sound in is just like so good. Nice. So, you know, I know that like coming down the line someday, there will be records. Uh, my dad has an old Morant's, um, you know, belt driven, fully automatic, you know, oh, yeah. classic. Yeah, you, yeah, that's that's a different level than than the uh the burning Correct. angel horn. That you <laughs> burning have right angel, now. Yeah. So like I was thinking, uh, you know, <laughs> did now a little play on words there. Did a little play true. on words, yeah. So now I'm like thinking to myself, like, all right, well, like I know that this is a thing that's gonna happen as long as I don't don't get into a fist fight with my siblings about it. You know, I'm going to get this record player and stuff. So I'm going to get a really high quality record player. So it's like, you know what? If I have this record player that's not fantastic for a little while, it's not a big deal. Then uh, this past weekend was the Northside Music Festival. Um, It's put on by a couple of guys that I know that are in my Celtic supporters group. You know, shouts to Clinton and Ben. They they do a great job. Um, While we were wandering around the festival, we went to the government center, which is a music. It's a record shop near us. And I wanted to go see a couple of bands. One of them was a surf rock band. So, of course, I wanted to go check that out. And, you know, it's a record store that I haven't been into yet. So we're sitting and they have like there's a, a record store with a little stage, coffee shop, bar. Kind of like all in one, real nice. Um, so we're sitting in the coffee shop, hanging out, listening to music. And there's a bunch of crates of records outside that I'm like watching people dig through. And... This couple comes up, they park the car, they get out, they go over. My, my man's digging through some crates. He takes his record out, puts it down. He's like, look what I did. Keith Sweat. He finds like this Keith Sweat album. I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit, he found a Keith Sweat album. And I'm like, 
I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. We're both like geeked out for each other. Like I'm like I'm like totally like psyched for him. He's like excited that he found like you know like, digging through crates is you know especially like dollar clearance crates or oh, whatever. Yeah, 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 for sure. Not it's to it's a total crapshoot. So finally, like we leave, and I want I'm like I want to go through some of these crates, and I'm I'm digging through this stuff out front, and I find like a couple of old, um, twelve inch, uh, hip hop singles like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Yep. Like those kind of singles. Um, I found a couple of weird, like, you know, ethnic music records that were a dollar that I thought would be fun and interesting to just to hear. And it was a dollar. Sure. Right, right. Um, uh, Isaac, Isaac Hayes, Hot Butter Soul. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty classic. Um, 100%. I found, uh, I don't know if those were $4 records. I found an old Richard Pryor album mm. the name of which i will not and pretty much should not say on air it was super what um super no what, what was the what's the rest of the what's it's, the, it's not this one what's the rest of the title pat I, I don't super you know which one i'm talking it's super no. um i don't know which yeah, one you're talking yeah, about no, but it's, it's super uh what's that title well you know what i'm trying you, you know it i don't not off the top of my head. You don't know what I'm talking about. It's no. like the most famous Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, album. yeah, yeah. I, it's, it, I don't it's, know it. If you could imagine what the rest of, if Richard Pryor isn't Superman and he's something else, what would yeah. he be? I know, I know what he would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what he would be. Sans so, hard R, right? Yeah. Like Sans this hard is, R. Yes, it's very hard R. There, <laughs> yeah. Even this album, which is not that album, has that has the hard R, and it's all yeah. over the album. And I was like. Yeah. I this am one buying... has an A. It has a soft yeah. A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but no hard R. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. buying this just because A, it's there, and B, it's Richard Pryor. What's so, the album that you bought? What was the name of it? I can't tell you. I'm not telling you, man. <laughs> I'm not telling you. I'm just trying to get. I'll say. I'll send you a picture of it later. Uh, and then, yeah, no, I try. Believe me, I know. <laughs> the uh, the the gem of this was I found um, this album by the Blackbirds, and the Blackbirds were uh, a group. That was produced by Donald Byrd. Um, they did this great, like, jazz, like, funk, like, R&B stuff. And it was this one album that has a couple of cuts that I've, like, always been a fan of. I don't, I don't know if it's City Life. I don't know if that's the album or not. But anyway, I found a couple. I found, so I, I must have brought home, like, eight or nine albums. I think I paid $15. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like being That's, very and particular. Then, and then yeah, and see, and then like so you'll you'll start buying a lot of trash albums, right? And you'll get a couple yeah. of you'll get a couple of gems in there. And then you'll be like, man, I just really want London Calling by the Clash. Right. And then and then you'll either buy it new for like $35 on vinyl, or you'll find like a first pressing for like $80. And yeah. it's like but that's that's the struggle and that's the I, reality of buying records. And I already so, I already regret not buying um a first pressing of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. It was fifty dollars. I saw it downtown. Right. And I regretted my, it my as soon as thing, I left. My whole thing with first pressings, right? Like it, I would rather pay for higher weight vinyl than thin first pressing. What do you mean like one twenty one twenty gram? Like hundred and eighty gram all the oh, time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 180 gram vinyl. Uh, okay. The thicker the vinyl, the deeper the grooves, the better the sound quality. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so I, I've I've seen a couple of things, and I was like, now ah, you know, maybe I'll get back to these later. I'm not. I'm trying to be very picky because I don't want to get. I don't want to fall into that thing. I already have a lot of expensive bad habits as it is, so I don't want to get too far into it. But yeah, you know, but yeah, like, you get like you get an album once a month. Maybe you spend twenty, thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Like I, I went through. I like I bought all the special edition re-releases of Spiritualized on vinyl. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like that kind of stuff is like worth it for me to have, right? And like now, rides doing special re-releases on vinyl. I'll buy those. Yeah, and then like you know, like colored vinyl. Uh, like yeah, I'll just buy you know special collector edition shit on vinyl all the time. I saw a uh, I saw a limited pressing like Joy Division that somebody had found like studio tracks that they put together like i guess you know unreleased studio tracks of you know some of their like popular songs and stuff there was like 500 it only pressed like 500 albums mm-hmm. and so it was sitting there it was like you know numbered to 500 and i was like man i like i like this is this is the kind of unique stuff that i would That's, get into yeah 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 for sure yeah, yeah. so like and i didn't want to always you tend to take your collecting to like the dumbest areas. You oh, know what I mean, well, I mean, this, what I did Saturday was the dumbest level because it was all a dollar. Yeah, right, right. And I was but like, that's I'll do a, this. That, that's like that. You know, like fifteen bucks. Like, who gives a shit? You know yeah, I mean? but I'm not gonna but... spend like thirty, forty, sixty bucks on some just weird like trash. It's gonna be something that is important to me that I want that I want to hear. You know, and that was so. the that that's that's the the commitment that Pat is making on today. Tuesday, July 18th. We right. will check in on this topic again in two months' time and the see. The year of our Lord. <laughs> yeah, right. And see how you've broken this rule and what kind of stupid shit you've bought. Yeah, no, right? no. I, I'll check back if I if I spend like, you know, more than 20 bucks on stupid shit. I promise. Yeah, yo, you're gonna. It's, so. I, I 100% know <laughs> there is like a. F- you're, you're gonna come across. Like a first pressing 120 gram bitches brew, <laughs> and you're gonna be like, "Well, I mean, I do kind of need like." Sugar. I saw I saw a bitches <laughs> brew at the record store, but that's not the Miles Davis that I want. Um, that's not you, the Miles Davis I want. Do you like Do you like hard bop Miles Davis over like experimental Mar- Miles Davis? Uh, I don't feel like I have a preference. The record that I want the most in the highest quality possible is Sketches of Spain. Okay. Um, and that is neither hard bop nor experimental. Yeah. Um, it just is a it's an album that like resonates with me like extremely heavily. Right. Um, it's to me it's like the most beautiful thing he's ever done. Sure. Um, so if I found that in like quality, I would buy that. I'm not just gonna buy anything. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I I'm gonna pick my spots with stuff. You know, to get something I really am going to sit that I'm going to really enjoy listening to. Right. That's like me when I find when I finally find the the Chet Baker albums that I'm looking. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. So so I I had a thought of I had a thought of like taking this turn, this record, this record player and selling it and then buying like, you know, like an Audio Technica kind of entry level, you know, automatic drive. Player, yep, 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 you yep. know, um, because I, I was like, you know what, that would I, I could do that too. Once, once you do that though, like then you have to make sure you have a receiver, speakers, things like that, right? Well, because some of those are some of those are powered, and they just yeah, need you speakers, st- you, or you, you still, need powered speakers, which is 
Yeah, which is which is all fine. You definitely want a receiver with some sort of EQ in there, right? It's it's going to give you the the better sound out of just a turntable even powered direct. Yeah, speakers. see that's that's the thing is like if I like there's no sense in me necessarily doing that if I know that my I'm going to just get my dad's record set up that right, has right. a I powered just, head unit, yeah, you know what I mean? I would just keep with the Burning Angel until that time. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that would be my recommendation because you can always plug in a good set of headphones and it doesn't matter as long as you're in, you could always replace the needle, right? Oh no, you can't you can't you can't plug in headphones to this. It has uh, Bluetooth, it has Bluetooth, but it only has Bluetooth to like to go into it. Like you can I could send my phone to the speakers, but I can't connect a pair of headphones, like wireless headphones to it to the Bluetooth. It really to listen is, to it. So I'm like, it really this is, is another... the burning angel. Uh, <laughs> it's, so it's like, this is why I've, this is why I've thought about this for a couple of months because I'm like, man, I, I don't know. You know, I wonder, Maybe I this... wonder, I wonder how many other people besides sweet Lou are going to get my burning angel joke references. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, uh, but sweet Lou, you're going to get it, bud. You're going to like it. Better than the burning hammer, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, the wrestler. Anyway. Oh, the wrestler. Well, congrats on the new hobby. That's great. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Uh, uh, what else? What else we got going on, Pat? Well, I mean, uh, have you seen this? Uh, have you seen this Elon thing? That he wants to fight Mark Zuckerberg. I, that is the dumbest thing. I know that is Dana this the White dumbest it, thing ever? Yeah, I mean, it's never going to happen. Elon Musk's mom was like, "Don't fight him." Yeah, his yeah. his mom went on social oh. media. This grown this grown ass billionaire man. His mm-hmm. mom went on social media. And was like, "No, you're not having. You're not son. You're not yeah. doing this fighting. You are not having a fisticuff fight. Mommy's little boy is not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is not yeah. having this fight. So wild, man." So speaking of uh, combat sports and fighting, um, did, I think we, we spoke about it briefly uh, before. I, I can't remember what her name was, right? But no. if you if you go if you go on social media, uh, all, all the MMA news and combat sports news are a, a, a buster with um, this uh, this professional female boxer who just won her. Oh my uh, god. Oh jeez! And in celebration, just straight up flashes the audience and jumps up um, and down. And, so uh, let, let let me let me give you a little bit of extra detail that might make this make sense. Uh, I just did a quick, just a quick googs. I threw it into the googs real fast. Yeah, yeah. The New York Post. Here's the New York Post uh, headline: OnlyFans model. Yep, there you go. I should probably just stop. Yeah. OnlyFans model Daniela Helmsley flashes crowd to celebrate boxing win in wardrobe mishap. Oh, I saw the video. It is not a wardrobe mishap. It is mishap. not at all it a mishap. Uh, I, I, and I did some investigative research. I watched that video at least four or five times. There was no mishap. <laughs> I brought in a couple of other third-party experts to to get their opinion. They yeah. agree, right? I was like, hey, come over here. Does this look like a, a mishap? Like, she was pulling the shirt down, but, like, it gravity changed or physics changed and it went up? 
instead, and then we all yeah. concurred that it was not a mishap. Not and it at was, all. It, it was an intentional pulling up of the shirt. Um, but you know, like, hey, whatever. I, you know, self promotion. But it I was just feel first, like f- it was her first win. You got to appreciate that. I just feel like it sets the plight of female athletes in combat sports back 20 years. You know but what I also, mean? It also takes women's body positivity to another level. Oh, not at all. No, oh, crap. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> not, not in the slightest. Ah, I, well. fe- I feel like if you're going to pay for them you're pretty positively f- feeling about you know what i mean like like you, you had a doctor construct those things you feel pretty positive about them yeah you know what I mean? right, fine. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh we don't need I, the, all, all of all of society all right welcome to andy's uh hot takes corner Uh-oh. uh yeah none of us need more body positivity i don't you don't no nobody does right because we're we're about we're 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 entering morbid level levels of of I'm I'm in danger of becoming morbidly encouraged. You know what I mean? Like like it's it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. If if you don't curtail your 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 self braveness by ten percent, you might get diabetes, sir. And I think like. <laughs> That's like we just, you know, like we don't have to be mean about it, but like, you know, like, hey, let's all endeavor to be a little healthier. Right. Yeah. I mean, to live. Yeah. To not have a foot cut off. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. I don't know. So just don't just don't show your boobies unless you, you know, or I don't know. I don't know. Do what you want to do. I mean, Live your no, own lives, no, people. Li- listen, listen, show your You're boobies all, adults. all you want. Listen, show your boobs all you want. It's it is fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if you need to 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 mix the two, right? Like combat sports, especially for women. You know what I mean? Like think of like Gina Carano, right? Like yeah, you know, regardless of. I would oh, love to. Yeah, no, I think of Gina Carano all the time. Uh, but like <laughs> you know, like you know, she never received half the 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 clout or popularity or push of a Ronda Rousey, right? You know what I mean? And she then, because she didn't flash the crowd. Well, Ronda Rousey didn't flash the crowd either. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm right, saying? Fine. But I'm just I'm just, I'm just saying there's a lot of women, and there you know there there's you know there, there's women like you know Gina Carano, but maybe you don't know you know Marlouz Kunin or or some of these these other female fighter pioneers. You know what I mean? Right. That like you're like you're making light of 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 their uh, you know what I mean their 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 struggle right like i can, i can understand being so you know overjoyed in in soccer and you take your shirt off it which you know they banned that and whatever you know what i mean but like this this was a play to just like look at my tits yeah i mean like a hundred percent like subscribe fans look at my tits i don't give a i shit. mean how do you not know i mean you know it's probably just that is instinct for her right, right? no for like, sure well, i mean maybe i don't you know i don't disparage against anybody having an only fans like Yo, get that, get that cheddar the way you get that cheddar. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. I just, I mean, it's just like she was so geeked about winning a boxing match. It was her first win. She got fired up, and she did the thing. I guess that only fans models would do. I, I really don't know because I'm not. I, yeah, I, I, nobody I, wants I, to see me. Although maybe there's an outlet. Maybe I should get on the only fans. Does anyone want to see this? So, Let me know. Let me know in the comments. Leave us a post on social media if you would like <clears> to see. 
Patrick, lift up his shirt and jump up and down on OnlyFans. Do you want to see me lift up this sweet, sweet Miami Vice tank top? For the low, low price of three ninety nine a month. Yeah. <laughs> you could I get don't even pat- need that much. Jeez. <laughs> we'll pay you $2.99 yeah. a month to look at Patrick, lift up his shirt. <laughs> What's the... Um... But I'll be excited while I do it, though. I'll be very excited about it. Yeah. No, for sure. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm I'm all for it, but I just feel like we're talking about female combat sports for the wrong reason, and that's yes. you know what I mean. And that's 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 my overall point, right? That's you know what fair. I mean? I mean, obviously, like, there was there was a better fight last weekend. Um, I can't remember the girl's no, name, but she submitted Holly Holm. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was she, a little bit of a shock, which was cool. So, like, there were there that, are other and, and better things There was, things a, there going was another on. there was another female fight on that card, and this this girl popped her elbow out of socket. It was so gross. Yeah, it was so gross. Uh, totally, totally here for that. Yeah, like he, there 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 are real things going on. Right, right, and I feel like it takes, you know. It, it would be like if we were talking about the lingerie football league as opposed to like the Super Bowl, you yeah. know what I mean? But anyway, I digress. I digress. We all digress. Back on back on topic. Back on track. Let's talk um, movies, movies, books, comics, and books, and stuff. TV shows, record players. Remakes. That's that annoying noise, right? Yeah. So uh, it's been a while since we've recorded. Pat and I were together recently, but, you know, hey, shouts out. Happy birthday, America. Things like that. You know, yeah. Stuff's, stuff's been going on. It's been, <clears throat> you know, the summer. Um, and uh, But uh, Pat and I uh, were together. Pat was in town for a little bit, and uh, we did not record an episode. Uh, instead, uh, we watched a movie together. True. Yes, and uh, as we are known to do, we watch uh, comic book-related movies from time to time. And this time, we watched Ant-Man. Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. What is it? Quadramania? Quantumania. 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 Quadrophenia by the Who. Quadrophenia. Right? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Ah, oh, the yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, so we watched uh, Quantumania, uh, starring the incomparable... Michelle Pfeiffer's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a, a Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly joint. But, yes. uh, you know, some of the people that stole the show were uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, who, where has she been? I, this know? is the first time I've seen Michelle Pfeiffer's um, since, I don't even know. When's the last time I I've feel seen like, it? like Batman Returns or whatever, whatever, which Batman, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, oh, Michelle Pfeiffer's in Batman Returns. It's, uh, that's childhood right there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of, I think we got to this movie late enough that there had been a lot of talk and jibber jabber about the movie before we got to see it. So, like, it had already had a reputation of its own before we got to see it. So, we're like, you know what? I yeah. don't care about all that. Let's, let's check it out. Yeah, let's let's look at it through a fresh set of eyes with no expectations going in. I've been rather disenchanted with the Marvel Universe as of late. Uh, Pat's still a huge fan. 
Uh, no, I mean, we've had this conversation, and I think that they, Marvel Disney has realized that all of the things, I, they're listening to the show, clearly, because all, all of the things that we've been saying, you know, about quantity over quality, bad writing, blah, 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 they've actually taken this to heart, and so, like, they're really pumping the brakes on stuff right now, so, you know, I, I'm not... Well, not for everything. I actually still haven't watched um, Secret Invasion yet because I'm. I think I watched one episode of Secret Invasion so far. I'm. I'm. Oh man, I don't. I. I, I want to do it for our craft, but sure. I don't. I don't want to do it as a. As someone who has read the miniseries, I don't want to do it. Right. Because um, there's zero. You know, there's no chance it's going to be anywhere near what the miniseries was. So, you know, we haven't really watched a whole lot of things. We're like, you know, let's watch this quantum mania thing and see what all the hubbub's about. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a straight two hours. Nothing yeah. really. That's not bad. That's pretty much no. right on, you know, nothing to be upset about. At no point was I like, Oh my God, just get this movie over with already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but I mean, so I was uh, I was a fan. I don't know what the general reaction of uh, of the public was to the movie, um, but uh, so you know, this is a funny thing. Um, if you go to like the Rotten Tomatoes, and, and so the, here's the, here's the most important part: they made it for two hundred million. It made four hundred seventy five million. So, in that regard, fine, totally fine. The the critics score was like forty six percent, but the audience score eighty two. Interesting. So like I think that this lands where you and I like ultimately landed with this when we talked about it afterwards. Like I think this is kind of like you know this whole thing is kind of like wrapped up in that you know critics are here and you know everybody else is up here. Like, I think that's kind of where it was. Right. Um, I mean, you know, it wasn't groundbreaking cinema. You know what I mean? But it's not supposed to be, you know? Right. Um, the, the, um, the, the things you know, that I enjoyed about it, right, is Paul Rudd. I do find Paul Rudd humorous. I think he, he's, he's very good at this. Um, the plot was decent. Um, uh, Kang the Conqueror. Worked out really decent. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's um, was actually, you know, besides having it fun to have Michelle Pfeiffer in, in the movie, right, and saying Michelle Pfeiffer's, um, she was actually really good in, in, in the movie and in the role. And the yeah. uh, the the interaction between the family uh, was great. Some of the things that uh, – and probably one of my favorite things is MODOK, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, MODOK was unbelievable. You know, um, I, I it it landed about as humorously but seriously as the animated show did. Yeah, you know. Which, and when was that animated show? Like a year ago. Yeah, and I loved that animated show too. Patton Oswalt was great as MODOK, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, so and, I mean, and and this MODOK was fucking just as good, right? I really enjoyed it. the The things I I, I didn't enjoy is sort of where. I always have a hard time with Marvel, like, and I'm going to say a, a term, right, 
Um, and it, this is harkens back to our Richard Pryor conversation. No, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm going to say it's terrible. And, and, and some people might be like, well, everything. I have a, I, I sometimes have a hard time with the way that Marvel approaches sci-fi. Right. Yeah, that's um, fair. And, and I'm not, I don't approach sci-fi from an overly Star Trek point of view right where like you know star trek's like the technology all makes sense i don't really give a shit about it all making sense right you know right. what i mean but like some context would be good yeah you know i mean a little a little understanding of what's well, going like, on here's would a be here's good. a yeah here's here's a, a great example of your point you know we start off and there's a lot of like you know Ant-Man is, you know, he's he's living high on the hog. He's like he's got a job at the Dairy Queen now or whatever. Right. And he has a life. He's got his daughter back in his life. Everything's good. Um, but then her daughter, his daughter, like uh, secretly makes some sort of uh, communications device to reach into the quantum realm. Yep. Something goes weirdly wrong. Michelle Pfeiffer is Michelle Pfeiffer's is very upset about this. She does not want anyone messing around with this. Right. They all get sucked in to the quantum realm. And for some odd reason, the vast majority of the denizens of the quantum realm are all humanoid. Yeah, right. And I don't I don't understand. And then there's not enough backstory on how all of these other humanoids got in there because they don't all seem like the science geek smart types that would figure out. It's not like Reed Richards is in there. Right, right. It seems like these are humans that were born and grew up in the, you know, quantum universe. Yeah, like I have no idea. And then there's a dude that's broccoli. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm down <laughs> with the broccoli though, because at least it's not every it's not everything in sci-fi is humanoid. No, for sure. I, I get that, right? But I mean, if you're going to have a a particular vegetable, right? This is such <laughs> this is such a stupid conversation, right? But it, but it's but it's true, right? Because broccoli exists on Earth, right? So at some point, broccoli had to evolve into this 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 character, right? It's not. Did just, they say it was broccoli though? Did they I mean, say they that? call. I mean, he he looks exactly he like, he, and they did well, call him broccoli man. So it right. could be something else for sure. You know what I mean? But it's just like a lot of their aliens just it just doesn't make any sense and like it would be in my opinion a lot cooler or, or a lot easier to digest if instead of introducing us to a vast array of a thousand different races and stuff like that like keep it to like six and you can kind of explain how each little group what they are where they came from or you know what i mean because right. it's, it kind of just seems like there's one of everything in the quantum verse for some reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they all somehow got there. I and mean, then some evolved there. It's just all confusing, right? Like much, none of it makes sense. So, so, and you know, here's another, you know, this is another critique that falls in line with what you're saying is much like Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Marvel has an opportunity here to create or at least display a really rich and vibrant um, 
world it's world building right yeah yeah absolutely you know just like when just like the the very brief like 30 seconds where dr strange is falling through the multiverses and you get to see all these very different very cool like multiverses we get into this quantum realm and while the like the scenery is pretty cool and some of the things like you know they're like you know they're riding around on like amoeba looking right, right things, but then there's you know then there's like a lot of humanoids. Like why does why does Bill Murray, who I I love, right. have to be like a humanoid? Why can't Bill Murray be the uh, I, the completely recognizable voice of a you know non humanoid character? Right. You know, why, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's just the whole science behind it is confusing because eventually there's, there's giant ants there as well that they were, that what's her face was doing experiments on, right? You know, like, yeah, I guess that is what she was doing experiments on the ants. I think so, right? I know that like, like a lot of things got sucked in to this, like, beacon or whatever right and so like ants would have gotten sucked in i don't know if they were already like at a certain size maybe they were because me i don't know because they can do that pin particles thing where they get yeah, bigger yeah, but yeah. but but I, it had a fun part of it like it you know it had a very fun and interesting part of the show so like they get in there and you know, Michelle Pfeiffer's is very upset that they're there and apparently right. has a very bad rep and does not is not very truthful with anyone about what's going on. Right. And, <clears throat> and, and Michelle Pfeiffer's was stuck there for how how, how many years before they got a her couple back? of years. I don't know yeah. exactly how many years, but it was definitely a couple of years. So like they get, you know, finally, like they, you know, they they talk. She she like explains that. She, we knew that she was in there, right? In in right. a prior in the prior Ant Man movie, like she was there. Yeah. So like, she was there long enough where like she met Kang, yeah. and the entire time I'm like, oh, they bent, they boned, oh, they totally boned because yeah, like yeah. there's no other, there's not really a lot of other reason for you to be like this, like secretive and this like this like oh we can't talk about it we don't do but then finally she's like you know when she was there they met they were both trying to escape and when they like rebuilt this multiversal power core that allowed kang to trans you know transverse the multiverse traverse traverse the multiverse she like touched it somehow and got a vision of Kang of who he really was the conqueror which makes sense and then you know he was like he was like exiled because they were like you know you're you're a bad dude she like blows up the core that they just rebuilt blah 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 he's mad um he like conquers this realm after she kind of leaves, but then they also find out like she kind of like abandoned these people, whoever these people are, whatever humanoids are doing in the quantum realm that are not smart, right. that are made of broccoli. It's I like I so the the, the 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 it's a pretty big plot hole there, right? Because she's like, oh, you're the conqueror, and that's bad, right? And so she breaks the thing, right? And so, like, this is a pretty 
this is a major plot hole in the movie in my, in my opinion right it didn't didn't kill it for me but still um so she breaks the 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 spaceship right whatever it is multiverse ship who cares yeah. the spaceship you know what i mean a lot of times when i'm talking about this i feel like uh the the baseball announcer in in uh in in eastbound and down when kenny powers goes to mexico to play and he's like he's like yeah but there's a kenny powders powers powders yeah like who cares uh yeah so his spaceship breaks down she breaks it and i don't this is where i get confused she immediately goes back home that's when the blip or something i i don't know how she gets back home, but somehow Kang begins to conquer the quantum <laughs> realm, right? Because he can't go anywhere else, and he's Kang the Conqueror, and conquerors do what conquerors do. There's sort of this resistance rebellion against Kang, and they're all mad at Michelle Pfeiffer's because she was like a big part of it, and they feel like she abandoned them. But if he didn't start conquering the quantum realm until she broke his spaceship and then she immediately left. How did she abandon the rebellion that wasn't needed because the conquering hadn't begun? I forget, but there, I feel like there was something there that she said. And I'm sure they explained it, but I'm just saying like, yeah, (laughs) but it was like, I don't know. I forget how it worked out, but you know, something happened and she, I don't know. Maybe she maybe she went home at the wrong time and they thought she abandoned them or whatever and yeah. but it wasn't maybe it wasn't like I don't know, but still. So they get they get to the quantum realm, they get separated. Yeah. Um Scott and uh, Cassie, his daughter, yep. get captured by Kang. And he's like, You need to help me, you know, whatever. If you want me, you know, I'll kill your daughter or some crap. You no. need to help me, you know, fix this. No. What? No. no? They get what? captured by the chick from Andor. And then they do the drink the goo, drink the goo, well, drink that happens the goo. Re- yeah, that happens initially. Yeah. And then, he's, uh, yeah, and then yeah, they're and able then, to, like, hear then everybody. the King of the Conqueror people come, and they attack that village. Yeah, Modoc yeah, shows up. Yeah. And then they get captured. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which Modoc is awesome because it's, at, cause it's, um, it's what's his name? From the from, first movie, from the first movie, uh, who they thought was was dead, um, Darren Cross, like this dude Darren Cross, who was like they thought he was dead, but he was shrunken to like he was shrunken down into like the quantum realm mm-hmm. in Ant Man, and he was like enhanced by Kang to become this great killer. But uh, it's su- but he's also like super funny. Yeah. But he's also uh, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a super killer. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, so I mean, it was Mo- very cool. Modoc stands for uh, uh, what is it? A motorized organism designed only for killing, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Machine machine organism, or I don't know. Mobilized, de- mobile machine. Oh, machine only designed for. Uh, trying to remember exactly how that what they call that. I think it was. I think it's it's. Mechanized, mo- mechanized mechanized organism designed only, for, only killing. for killing. Yes. Yeah. Super cool. Super funny. Um, but also like serious. 
So like he needs to get this quantum core like sorted out. So or else he's going to kill Cassie. And then there's a lot of art, blah, 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 blah. Right. Because if he doesn't get that, he can't get a spaceship to leave. Yeah. Right. And so like, like, you know, obviously this is like a weak point for, for Scott Lang. Um, so he's like, well, you know, we'll do it. And in the meantime, like everybody else, you know, they're having like drinks at this quantum realm space bar. Yep. With Bill Murray. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. You know? And Bill Bill Murray was, like, a rebel, but now he's part of, right. he's, like, King's lieutenant governor or something. I don't know. But he wants to eat this bird or But everybody, like, has, something. everybody, like, has it. Everybody has this weird, shady history with Michelle Pfeiffer's yep. mm-hmm. that seems like they boned. But like maybe they didn't. It's but you know no, nobody's willing like, to admit it. I feel like it. time time moves differently there. So she was like there for fifteen to twenty years and not just thirty a couple years, years. Thirty, 30 years. years. Okay, see that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of time in the quantum verse. That's maybe that's how broccoli evolved to be. Uh, you know, humanoids, right? Sentient. Yeah, they're yeah. sentient. We have I, sentient I, broccoli sure. now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they go, he goes down to like, try, Scott Lang goes down to like try to save this thing. But while they're doing that, everyone else, like, um, uh, Hank Pym and, um, Janet and Hope, they're like all coming to the rescue. And Hank's like hearing things and he's like, kind of, he's like, what the fuck? What's going on here? Um, he doesn't know what's going on necessarily, but he kind of knows what's going on. And then it's like, he, Scott goes down into the core and starts seeing multiversal versions of himself, I yeah. guess, right, including right. his Dairy Queen self. Totally fun. Yes. You know, um, and and only only by, you know, chaining together and working together can the quantum versus Scott. Well, because then the wasp shows up, too. Right. Right. She shows up and then a bunch of her shows up. Yeah. And it's confusing why this is happening, but it is a good scene. It, it's funny, right? Because, like, as we review this movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was fucking confusing as shit. You know what I mean? Like, now that I say it out loud, right? But it's also been a few weeks since we watched the movie as well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, uh, uh, but, yeah, so they, they basically, they fix the ship, right? Kang double crosses them in the classic villain double cross way you know and then so they decide that they're all all gonna fight does michelle for fifers somehow get all the other amoebas and broccolis and humans together to fight no cassie and scott free the chick from andor who is dressed like a warrior princess yeah, um, oh man, what's her name again? Hold on, uh, Gentura, Gentura, Gentura. Yes. She's like the leader of the freedom fighters. So they start fighting his, his daughter, like in a moment of, you know, because she's like an activist. So yes. in a moment of activism, she like talks Modoc into fighting against Kang. And that ends very poorly for Modoc. Yes. But it's humorous for us as an audience. True. Uh, and we get to see uh, Cass uh, use her aunt woman 
powers more, right? Wasp, um, girl, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, they're, they're more Ant-Man powers, right? Because she can grow and shrink. Oh, and yeah. Not, and not fly as much as the Wasp, right? Even though the Wasp can shrink and fly. Um, not that any of that matters. Yeah. And then so they're they're starting to win. Then they're starting to lose. Classic battle scenario on film, right? Uh, and then uh, Hank Pym, um, he he the ants that he was training that got sucked in that are huge. They they built an advanced space society in a different part of the quantum realm, I guess. Uh, but they come to the rescue, and now it's all the. Re- Rebellion, Ant-Man, Ant-Girl, Wasp, and these super space ants uh, versus Kang yeah. and, and, <laughs> and his <laughs> troops. And, and you know, the tides start turning and the ants are winning. Uh, and then, you know, it basically comes down to, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Kang versus Scott. Right? Yeah, they so, fix the Janet, Janet, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's. Fixes the power core thing. And then she, Hank Pym, Hope, and Cassie all get into the portal. And as, like, Scott's going to the portal, Kang attacks him. So they're all fight. So he's they're fighting. And he and, you know, he and Scott are fighting. And Scott's like, you know, like, I don't need to win. I just need you to lose. Right. And, face. you know, so they're all worried about it. So uh, Hope. You know, you know, because obviously that's her, that's her, that's her boy. She comes back through the portal to save Scott, and they like somehow throw Kang into these and, and some pin particles into this power core thing for a ship, and everything gets destroyed. Um, everybody goes home. Kang is dead, I guess. Yeah. So apparently, not the next big bad. Of the MCU, right? Uh, as we well, let's not. I don't want to say that because, um, so I mean, it is a multiverse in theory, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. So there, you know, Kang in canon has had not just like the Kang, like there has there's been like a Kang civil war, I guess. Yeah, but the there Kang are also wars, like yeah. the Kang wars. Like there are also like multiple versions of Kang from different points in time. Right. Like right. there's a semi decent version from like, you know, our distant past, like Rama Tut, um, you know, so like there's a bunch of different versions. So like this version, this version, of, uh, I guess, dies. Right. And right? this is why Marvel plays fast and loose with sci fi. Right. Because they're just like this is a different Kang from a different time. This is the Egyptian Kang. And you're like. Uh, all right. All yeah, right. I mean, I, 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 fuck it. Egyptian Kang. Yeah, I mean, didn't know that shit existed. Um, but uh, so, yeah. And then, you know, Scott's back in the world and everybody's like, oh, it, it's it's that guy, you know. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because, yeah. uh, you know. The one guy who's like, who, who keeps giving him free coffee and then he thinks he's Spider-Man. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. That guy is in the uh, the car design uh, episode of I Think You Should Leave, uh, which is... Which we watched after that. Yes, I did make you watch that because, God, I love that <laughs> fucking show so much. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then I guess everything's back to normal. Um, so, like, yeah, like he's, you know, he's walking down the street. And this is the and this is the part, and, and we talked about this as, like, this is one of the things that we appreciated. This movie has the tone that 
um, Paul Rudd brings to the movie. Yeah. And it's kind of this loosey goosey, yeah, like lighthearted right. tone. So he's like walking down the street and then he's talking to himself like, is that okay? Did I start something? Did something bad happen because of this? I don't know. You know, like that yeah. kind of thing. And then you, you know, they go to like the credits, you get to a mid credit scene and then there's all these versions of Kang um, led by like a who's another version of Kang. A worse one. He's a, he's a bad one. I, you know, and they're like, up. Oh, he's dead. And they're like, we gotta, we gotta do this uprising thing. And this is probably where we're gonna have. This is what's gonna lead into, you know, the uh, the Kang, Kang Dynasty, yeah, the yeah. Kang Dynasty, or whatever. Um, and then later on in the credits, there's, you know, apparently like there's a, and I don't know, I don't even know if I remember us seeing this, but there was like a post credit scene where it was Loki, and the dude from the Loki show. Uh, what's his name? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, and they they meet a different Kang variant in on like you know early 1900s Earth. I was like, I don't is this. I don't remember seeing that at all. No. Yeah, I don't remember that at all, and I'm gonna have to watch it again. So like, I don't remember. Um, so it's like you know, I don't know. Um. And this is where it gets into like this is where it gets into like the very weird, weird, weird stuff. Um, right. You know, because like some of the you know some of these Kang versions in canon are very like weird. Like you know they, the the attempts that they make to like tie some of this stuff together. Like this guy that they meet in this end credit scene is this guy who's like a who's like a who's like a variant version of. Nathaniel Richards, who's like a descendant of a Nathaniel Richards who may or may not be Reed Richards' kid. So it's like all this weird history and timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff. Boobly-boobly. You know, but, you know, all in all, like, there's a swerve at the end, which I'm not upset about necessarily, once again, as long as you do right at the end, you know, as long as you do right when we get to what is going to be like another two-part Avengers um, film, as long as you do right with those, you know, with that story, I'm not going to be upset that you like that that some of the weakest people killed killed off Kang. Like, I remember like, unlike a lot of people, I remember like Avengers like eight I don't know. It was like the first. Uh, it was like the first. Well, I mean, uh, Kang, Kang makes comment about killing the Avengers many a time. Many times, in, yeah. In in, like, in the uh, in the movie, right? He's like, which yeah. one is that? Uh, the one with the lightning. Yeah, I remember killing him. You yeah, know what I mean, like, like so he's uh, he's killed many different versions of the Avengers. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, and um, like, so but Ant Man brought him down but you know whatever and like as we go through you know discussing this movie it it, it dawns on me like how much <laughs> how much either we forgot or you know didn't necessarily notice but like overall we we both enjoyed watching the movie yeah you know oh mean? yeah and it and and it sounds so weird as because as we're trying to explain it we're like and then i guess this happened so like <laughs> where the movie doesn't do great at is like explaining necessarily what's going on but the overall plot you get the overall plot and you know right. what i mean and 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 paul rudd is great as ant-man right it's you know it's a it's the marvel hero that paul rudd was born to play um 
and the humor isn't over the top like it didn't just appeal to me like Thor Love and Thunder right which you hated but I thought was funny um you know uh but um yeah I mean I I thought it was a decent watch I did not feel bad about watching Ant-Man and Wasp no I and I thought like I think that we discussed like how I guess people thought that this should have been more I don't know because of because how it's supposed to lead into this phase, you know. I guess phase six is where we get into like the Kang yeah. Dynasty movies. That it, that it needed to be like a certain type of film, and we talked about it. That we the thing that we appreciated was it is a it's the Paul Rudd Ant Man themed film, right? Like it's there is there are jokes. But there's also like this family connection, like he's yeah, part of this family now, like he's got his own daughter. Like there's an there's important a- story. There's good action. There's there's good acting. There's humor. Right. Right. And the, the what what I enjoy about this and any other movie, right, is whether this leads into a 17 arc phase six movie thing or not. Right. It was right. a good standalone movie, right? Yeah. It was a good movie that told and completed a story, a story that you could grow upon, right, and add to. But if it ended here, like, you, I'd still be good with it. It was – it did the thing that we needed it to do, which was get us to where we're going. And the thing about the multiverse is that – there are apparently enough versions of Kang, you know, and there are. There are enough versions of Kang where if we off one of them in this movie, it does not in any way hurt the character right. or the overall story. Like, you can still bring back Jonathan Majors in this same purple and green suit in the Kang Dynasty series, and no one would care because the history of Kang is that that he's traveled the multiverse, and there are you know a a I don't want to say an infinite, but there's like a you know a, a somewhat infinite number of versions of him that are all you know have either met each other because they're all super smart guys and they've sought each other out or whatever, or they fought against whatever. So it got us to where we needed it to be. It I did fine. It, I think it did more than that. I think getting us to where we needed to be is the second. Uh, it was a decent enough movie. It in, er, it entertained, and that's what it should do first, first and foremost, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, the the first Infinity War got us to where we needed to be for the second Infinity War, but man, was it a long fucking trip? Yeah, you know I didn't I mean? even realize. Like, I thought. So I originally thought like Avengers Eight was like the first appearance of Kang. But the like, as I look at it, that he different versions of him appeared in like Fantastic Four, you know, issues pro, that predated that. It's just like this character is just ridiculous in how long it's been around. Right. And there's enough to play on. And again, the movie, this movie was entertaining and good. So, yeah, you know. Thumbs up on my end. I recommend going and seeing it. Uh, I think what I what I like most about it is it does sit well as a standalone movie. 
You don't have to see every. It's good to at least see the first Ant Man movie, so you know who Modok is, right? Like that's right. that's beneficial. Um, but you could actually, if you hadn't seen Ant Man and Wasp, right? Like it wouldn't be that bad. This sits well as uh, well enough as a standalone movie. If you you know if you know more of the backstory and more of the MCU, obviously even better. But that's what I liked about it. It 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 does sit well as a standalone movie. It was entertaining to watch as such, right? Without having to think about the lore of the entire universe and where it's going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. You know, I like I said, it just needs to be an introduction to the character. And then it needs to show me all the different characters, because if we're going to have a Kang dynasty, we're going to have a Kang war, or whatever we're going to do, you know, if the Avengers are going to have to, like, assemble for, like, a, you know, a major event, then maybe it's not just Kang. Maybe it's, like, all the Kangs. Right. And in and which case, I don't need the one. Yeah. You know? No, for sure. But I love Paul Rudd. He never changes. He's the same age. And he's always amusing. Yeah, 100%. And so the the movie's great. Uh, you know, like as far as that's concerned, like it's 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 funny. It does what it needs to do. Um, it is there's definitely like some slapdashery in the plot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. For sure. For sure. I don't always expect these movies to have a plot that is like this isn't gonna be like Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it, but apparently word is it's a phenomenal movie. Uh, yeah, I, I do want to go see Oppenheimer. I may I may so, go see it next week. That's but, like a that's like a theater run for me is like Oppenheimer. Yeah, this um, isn't a Christopher Nolan movie. This right. is a Marvel film that needs to get me to somewhere else to continue progressing the whole. See, like I, I, I'm the exact opposite. It like I I'm glad that it didn't just lead me somewhere else. It, well, no, no, I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that it just like, that's all. That's always my problem with Marvel movies is like, well, we had to have this to get to this. Like this was fine on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it is. It is fine on its own. And then the end credits, you know, the, the Easter eggs, the end credit scenes or whatever. Yeah, no, that those point are us great. towards like phase six. Yeah. And right, that's, which that's I don't, fine. And I don't care about any of that. You know, I hate all yeah. that stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like peanut butter and jelly is great, but I could just do peanut butter on toast. And this was just peanut butter on toast. And I walked away just as happy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, like all that. Yeah. Like, you know, every time, like every time it's like, that's, that's what irks me about Marvel in general. Right. Like when you sit down to Star Wars, right? Like, you know, you know, you're going to have a three movie block. Right. Basically. And then hopefully you get more and more of the story as things go on. Right. If you're lucky enough or whatever. Right. But at the end of a trilogy, at the end of a even at the end of the movie. Right. Like there's more story to be told, but you don't feel wanting. Right. You don't <laughs> feel like you've spent two hours just to get the backstory for the next ticket right i feel like sometimes marvel in its phases is only putting out content to make sure i go to the next next thing yeah yeah but this is this is not only like not only was this a little bit of how we get to the next phase of marvel there's also like this is where michelle pfeiffer's was for a while yeah 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 for sure and i know i know you missed her so this is where she was for thirty years, apparently, mm-hmm. and so this is this is that story, and I'm, and that's I, fine. Yeah, and I think yeah, again, in on it, excited for what comes next. Don't care what phase it's in, 
but you know, like, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. More excited for Deadpool three, uh, than anything oh. else. I'm so pumped on Deadpool. We, 3. No, stop. We don't have time in this episode no. to get Ca-caw, into Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do not the, have time in this episode to get into Deadpool. Yeah. So if you guys don't know this old radio trick when you're coming up on time, right? Cause you got, you know, I mean, like we gotta be, we gotta be off the air for the next show. You give a subtle hint, right? You just do like a, you're like, oh, the steamboat's coming because you're at sea, and that's uh, <laughs> uh yeah, we don't have time to get it, but I want to. I'm so I've heard so much about it, I cannot wait for it. Um, yeah, well, let's let's have a let's have a Deadpool centric episode because the story of the movie is just the the movie series is just great, too. So, oh, yeah, yeah I mean, like, uh, yeah, like not starting in the MCU, but uh, you know, like, uh. So, but whatever, Ant Man, go see it. It's good. It'll prepare you for Phase Six, or uh, not. What do you think? It uh, doesn't matter. Oh, six right? and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'd say you know, solid six and a half. An enjoyable yeah. six and a half. It's an enjoyable movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Paul Rudd's great. You know, yeah, every everybody did a good job. I wasn't annoyed with a single person. I would have watched. Paul, Paul Rudd overcomes the plot. Yes, a hundred percent. Everybody in the movie overcomes all the holes, right? Michelle Pfeiffer's fantastic. Overcomes the plot. Yes, yes. Modoc, worth it for Modoc. Yeah, Kang's great too. You know what I mean? Love Kang in it. Yeah, yeah. So yes, solid six and a half. Totally worth it. So sorry, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. I am Andy Liascos. We have third class tickets on the steamer ship. That's just a. I'm still Patrick Bane. Deuces. Peace.